0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Prepare the way of the Lord, from the prophet Isaiah, now to the mouth of John the Baptist. These are the words that that our Lord issued so that someone, in this case, John the Baptist, would alert all those that the awaited one, the Messiah was coming. This was the role that, that John the Baptist, the second of the three main figures of Advent, Isaiah, himself, and of course, our blessed mother, would proclaim to the world. He made it clear that he wasn't the center of attention, he deflected that. I, it's not me that you're waiting for; it's another one, another one whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. And he preached with without reserve. He preached in this this powerful way, calling people to repentance, to turn away from their sins, and to open themselves to God. He he certainly didn't win any any rewards for his diplomacy. He was. Straightforward to the point to the point where he alienated people, at least the leaders, because he was so straightforward and they didn't take kindly to this upstart coming along and calling everyone to repentance and and therefore insinuating that people were sinners. Of course they were, and we are. And but he did this without reserve. And it cost him ultimately it cost him his life for being such a great truth teller. I'd like to imagine what it would be like if John the Baptist would appear in our age today. That's a nice kind of a thought exercise. So first of all, I think he would be shunned because of his, the clothing he wears. You know, here's this homeless guy. Why should we pay attention to him? Look, at, look how he looks. Then he would also be be rejected Because he had he had the audacity to proclaim that there is an objective moral truth that applies to everyone. And in our day and age, we all know that is not something that goes down very easily. The idea that there is are absolute moral norms that apply to everyone, regardless of your circumstances, just doesn't sit well with modern man. We bought into that relativistic viewpoint that, well, it may be true for you, but not for me. So that's, that he would be rejected out of hand. He would also be called hateful because of the, he would, he would definitely critique the madness that has suffused itself into our world today. The ideologies that have become part and parcel of Western culture that really are truly madness, it's, it's insanity, the things that we've embraced and we're told to become, that are normal. But he would be hateful. If he had a Facebook or a YouTube account, he'd be canceled for sure, because who? You know, this guy was just uh, out, of, out of our policies. This, this is John the Baptist. But he did only what preachers have been doing since the time of Jesus. He called people to repentance, but repentance isn't the goal. It never is. It's intimacy and union with our Lord, knowing the love of our God and being able to experience and receive his love. But sin is the obstacle. It's the main obstacle that prevents us from experiencing the Lord's goodness. The Lord's kindness and His grace. Serious sin kills the grace of God in our lives. Thus, mortal sin. And he would, he, he would rail against that. And like all preachers do, but he, he, he focused on the fact that we, in order to experience God, we need to turn from our sins because we can't experience God's love if we are in a state of sin. And that's, that was the, that is the, continues to be the theme and the, the, the heart of, of what, it, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Our goal is union with him, but we know that in order to get there, we have to continually move the debris from our, our way so that we're not prevented from a, a, a advancing in our life with him. Because repentance is such an important theme of Advent, Advent is sometimes called, back in all, you know in the literature and all the, the early writings and the descriptions of this season, Advent is called a little Lent, even though it's four weeks instead of six weeks. But this penitential dimension that's all throughout Advent it, it has given rise to calling it a little Lent. I mean, it doesn't quite have all of the same severe characteristics of, of Lent, but it does. And it's it's designed that way so that we can prepare ourselves. That's countercultural in our, today in our world. In the United States, 2023, uh, this during the month of December, people are already celebrating Christmas parties. We all know that. And I'm not going to go into my litany of, of, of regrets about that, but simply we who are Catholics, we're against the culture. We're going against the tide. It's not Christmas for us. It's Advent and it's a time of preparation. It's this little Lent where we're seeking to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord, seeking to turn from sin, seeking to, to, to examine our hearts that we can make a good confession. We can enter into the joy of Christmas properly prepared spiritually again with the goal of being able to enter into this relationship with the Lord. What a great privilege we have as Catholics that we can know the Lord personally. He's not just an idea. He's not just someone who comes to give us a list of do's and don'ts. That our Lord Jesus is someone with whom we can be in a relationship? We can know Him, we can hear His voice as He speaks to us whenever we open and avail ourselves to Him. He gives His body to us as as food, bread and wine that becomes His body, truly His body. We are so privileged, so privileged, and this is this is what all of this is about: is to help us to take stock of this, become aware of this great gift, this privilege that we have. This is why it brings me such sadness when I meet and talk with Catholics who have left the faith, who are no longer walking with the Lord. The greatest gift that God can give the human race besides our lives, our existence, is to be in a relationship with him and to reject that for things that are passing, things that have no value, things that ultimately fail to satisfy the longings of our hearts is a terribly bad deal, terribly bad deal. And yet so many choose that. They don't know. They don't know this great treasure that God is offering to us. He says, come to me, all who are thirsty, Come to me, all who are tired. Come to me, and I will give you rest. In Revelations Revelations 3.20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will enter his house and dine with him. I stand at the door and knock. We have to open that door. But if he do, we do, in he comes, in he comes to sit at our table and dine with us. We traditionally talk about the two comings of our Lord, but there really are three. The one in the past, when he came as a child in the incarnation 2,000 years ago, we'll be celebrating that. His coming is sometime in the future. We don't know when. It could be tonight, it could be 15,000 years from now. We don't know, but we know he is coming again and his coming right now through the power of the Holy Spirit. All of us can experience our Lord here right now. Here he is. We have him coming to us. We have him making himself present to us in the past, in the present, and in the future. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.stanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.